It's December, Podsters. And as you know, December is the time when we, many of us, look inward and start thinking about who we want to be in the coming days and years ahead. Many of us think about what we've left behind. Many of us think about what we could be and challenge our own limiting beliefs as we get ready to do the thing. So for the next few weeks, I am interviewing little micro episodes of people who I know, men and women, who stepped out of their lives to do the thing, whatever that thing may be. It could be speaking on stage. It could be writing a book. It could be starting your own business. It could be opening a luxury inn. It could be ditching your corporate marketing job to become a mindset coach. It could be anything. It could be selling widgets on the corner in Times Square. Whatever your thing is, it is available to you. You deserve to be able to do your thing. And over the next few episodes, this special series, we're going to talk about how my special guests all did the thing. So buckle up, take notes, get your game face on because it's your time to do the thing. And if after listening to these inspiring stories, you're ready and you're ready, I have so many ways for you to work with me to do the thing. I have a couple spots left in my one-on-one coaching. I am having a do the thing virtual retreat starts in January. Registration's open right now. And I also have a do the thing audio series to get you in the right mindset. This is a free series. You can download it. I'm going to put the link in the show notes to really pump yourself up and get yourself ready to do the thing because I believe in you and you're almost there. Who's with me? Are you ready to speak up, stand out, and get your seat at the table? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast where you'll get real-life anecdotes and actionable tools for you to step into your strengths, debunk imposter syndrome, truly know your worth, and show up like you own the room every time. I'm your host, Nancy Medoff, who did the thing and followed my passion for empowering women like you to unleash that inner spark and become who you know you are meant to be. I'm a diehard foodie with a raging Skittles habit who will not stop until women everywhere unmute themselves and truly thrive at work, at home, or wherever you may be. Let's do this. And we're back. Welcome to the Did The Thing series. So many of you, all of you, especially you, want to do the thing. And I am talking with colleagues, friends, clients, future clients, past clients, random strangers on the street, people who have done the thing so that we can suck all that information out of their brain and perhaps there's something you can use to do your thing. Today, I have a very, very special guest. My guest is Chad Tinty. He is the owner and innkeeper of the Brattleboro, Vermont's newest and can I say bougiest luxury inn. (laughs) situated on 34 acres of beautiful Vermont woodlands. And I am going to let Chad tell the rest. So Chad, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about the inn. So the inn is in Brattleboro, Vermont. We are located on 32 acres. Just had to make a slight correction to that. What did I say? 34. Oh, okay. And we are a luxury inn, Vermont's newest luxury inn located in Brattleboro, as I said. 
Is this your first podcast? It is. There you go. And we have decided to make the change for Vermont in creating a space that is less country and more luxury, where you can get those things from home, a Dyson hairdryer, a towel warmer, and just have a luxury feel, nice sheets. Right. Just because you're in the woods doesn't mean you have to be roughing it, right? Exactly. That's awesome. That's great. All right. So we're going to get, and I have been at this and it's beautiful, as you all have heard me say. I'm going to ask you six questions sure. and we're just going to talk. Okay. Awesome. All right. Oh, well, you did forget to tell them about the the chief, the chief Frenchie. Yes. Chief Executive Frenchie Dior. So a little bit bougie with the name. She is your French bulldog. She is the French bulldog. She's three years old and she is basically the owner and no uh, runs everything. Yes. So everything does. goes through her. As Love you it. Know. Yes, I do. She likes me. I'm lucky. Okay. So tell us, Chad, and tell all the podsters, what's your thing? What is this thing that you did? So what I did was I quit my job in the city left the city and decided to continue to follow a dream that I had that was basically put on the back burner for a long time and decided to open it in Vermont. Right. Pretty straightforward. So why this thing, Chad? Why did you want to do this particular thing? What's your why? So I love luxury. I love customer service. I love providing experience to friends, my clients. And I've always had this dream of opening an inn. So during COVID, it was very much kicked me in the ass and said, do the thing. And I had a great person behind me that also pushed me to do that. You might know her. (laughs) It just made me realize what was important. I think when you hold back from doing your dreams and don't take those risks, there could be in the future where you end up regretting not doing it. And I decided life was too short and let's do this. Yeah. So you actually had a very recent health scare. I did. And so tell me about, did... As you were going through this, were you thinking, wow, boy, am I glad I took this chance and I doubled down on myself? Like, was that going on in your head? Well, yeah. I mean, at the age of 44, having a heart attack and then triple bypass surgery, (laughs) I think there's a lot of things that go through your head. And I never was nervous that I did the jump of leaving corporate and starting my own business. I think what I was nervous about was... I going to be healthy enough to get back on my feet and continue ha- being successful? And those are the things that I was worried about. Yeah. Okay. Great. I mean, not great, but okay. You said earlier that you had always wanted to own an inn or build an inn. Um, so always like when? From the age of eight, 13, 20, do you know, ish? I think ever since I've been in the industry, the hospitality industry, I started with Sheridan and And then I moved to luxury Nantucket owned properties that six hotels on Nantucket. And 
it was just something that I loved creating these experiences for people and having them see it the way that I saw it. Yeah, that's great. Provide something to them that they might not have received somewhere else. I like that. I mean, obviously I like that. It's it's really what's interesting to me is because I've been there and I've experienced it. I get like you you provide things people didn't even know they could have, which is really I mean that's exceptional. That's an exceptional that's an exceptional skill and it's pretty powerful that you were able you, that you were able to do that. What do you think held you back from doing the thing? Before before COVID, you mentioned that during COVID you we all reevaluated our lives. What do you think held you back before that? Well, I was, there was a number of things. I was in a marriage that definitely held me back from believing in myself. I have family members that have never believed in me. So they've instilled that in me and I would listen to that and believe it and not allow myself to shine. Yeah. So, I mean, we all have it, right? We've all, we all have people that have tried to dim our shine and told us we weren't good enough. And it's letting, letting, it's letting them stop you. That's the tragedy. That's the life not lived. Right. And and you can fall and get back up. And I don't consider those failures. I consider those learning experiences on everything might not work and there might be things that slow you down, but those are going to be the things that you gain learning experiences from. Totally. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's never as easy as you think it's going to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's it really sure. isn't, uh, but it's worth it. It's also for me, it's totally worth it. Had I known how wonderful it was going to be for me to work for myself, I would have done it a long time ago. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, there's nothing better than saying it's your own. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So what do you think, you mentioned that during COVID, you had this, some reevaluations. What do you think, what do you think was like the one thing that propelled you to do it? I think regret in the future of maybe saying like, oh, I wish I had done it. Mm -hmm. And I've always been that way. And then at some point during my life, there was a point where I stopped saying, let me just do it. When I moved to LA to try to model and get into that industry and moving to LA with $400 in my pocket and a Volkswagen Jetta, it was just these things that I've always believed in myself. And even though there might be failures along the way, at least I'll be able to say I tried. Yeah, that's it. Is at least I can say I tried. I tried. Yeah, that's great. So how, how clinically speaking, how did you finally do the thing? What did you do? Did you, what were the steps you took? Did you walk into work one day and say, take this job and shove it? Like what, what'd you do? Well, it was something that I kind of waited to give my notice because I wanted to make sure that everything was lined up appropriately with starting a new business and getting permits and finding a property that you can actually turn into an inn is also probably the most difficult part of it. The second difficult part was trying to get the permits to turn a residential property into a place that was going to uh, allow guests and the health department and those types of things. So it was 
a lot of things that I kept to myself, which is very difficult for me because I get excited and I want to share what I'm up to. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it was keeping it to myself. And then at the point I knew that this was the step I was going to take, I gave my notice and said, here's a month's notice because I enjoyed where I worked and didn't want to screw them over. And this was what I was doing. And it was not because I didn't enjoy doing what I was doing at the time, but I needed to follow my own dreams. And they were very excited for me and supportive and the doors always open if I want to go back. So there's a number of steps when you're opening a small business, depending on what type of industry you're in, that can be X, Y, Z, or it can be A through Z. And I feel like when you open an N, it's definitely A through Z because you have so many steps that you have to take to make sure everything's lined up. So how'd you learn how to take those steps? I just, a lot of it was looking things up and mm -hmm. researching and making sure I asked a lot of questions and people picking their brains. And when I would call the health board, okay, what else do I need to do? And I really want to be a great part of the community. So can you explain to me this? And a lot of times you would get pushback or you would get that grouchy person on the phone. And then I think they could also hear the excitement in my voice and would then help. So uh, it takes a village at times, I think. Totally. Yeah. I mean, didn't you at one point Google how to open an inn? I mean, yes, I think, I think, I think people think that there's this playbook out there and there is, that's why you hire a coach and that's why you hire a business manager or whatever. But it's also just, you just do it. Exactly. It, and there might be things that aren't correct and you learn along the way. And then if you make a mistake with the health department, this is the mistake that you made and this is how we fix it. I mean, I think I called the health department 15 times and was like, can you make sure we're doing everything correctly so that when you do come for to inspect that we're ready to go? And he was yeah, let me come by and tell you what you need to do. And I think if you're open and honest with people and a little bit vulnerable, I think that it helps as well. People like to help. People yeah. like to help. They do. Well, especially when to be a part of that team of having somebody grow a business and be part of that opening scenario or part of why you grew in the community, I think that is huge. I recognize the people who have helped us get here. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you seven questions. What's one thing you wish you knew before you did the thing? Oh, um, I think about how difficult this would have been. I think that, and also allowing myself not to get discouraged about things not happening like right away. Right. I am very much want everything done. And I think it was you when a couple of our coaching sessions, you said, nobody's going to recognize the things that you might recognize that are bothering you. Get to it when you get to it and right. check it off your list then. So I think that the discouragement of not having things the way I wanted it right away. It's, it's, I call that the paralysis of perfection, right? If yes. you wait until it's perfect, you're never going to do it. And exactly. some, 
even if my, even myself, like I, <clears throat> if I'm doing a keynote speech, I will spend hours on the speech and I could have probably spent a quarter of the time and the attendees would have liked it just as much. It's our own perfectionism. Yeah. Or, what is, by the way, I, and I also heard you say you wish you had known how difficult it would be. I, I think the same thing. And I also think it's good that I didn't know that because I might not have done it. And I'm smiling because it's true. If you knew how difficult it was going to be, you might not have taken that giant step. Right. I think me saying that I wish I knew is just because of maybe some of the turn, twists and turns right, right. that we weren't anticipating, but I would agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's when it's a marathon, not a sprint. I know I say that a lot. It it takes a long time. It takes a you long time. to me numerous times. Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I am going to close with what is one piece of advice you would give for someone who knows that they have this thing that they want to do? What's one piece of advice you would give them? To do the thing and not set yourself up for failure inside of yourself by saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. Definitely do the thing, take the risk and believe in yourself. I think if you believe in yourself, um, the people that you surround yourself with believe in you and will help you in the times that you feel very low. And why did I do this thing? And they're there to say, this is why. And I just think, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, just do it. I love it. That's it. Thanks, Thanks Chad. This is awesome. Where can, where can the podsters find you? So you can find us on Instagram at the Brattleboro Inn. You can... Find us online at www.thebrattleboro.com and Google the Brattleboro. So that's it. To us. Awesome. Can't okay. wait. Thank you so much. No problem. We can't wait to have you back. Can't wait to. Bye. That's a wrap, Podsters. And before we go, I ask you, what's one thing from today's episode that you will use this week to unmute yourself? DM me, email me, send a smoke signal, whatever you need to do. Let me know what you're going to do differently. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know and leave a five-star review on Apple. This helps me spread our message of empowerment to more people worldwide. Let's do this.